Let's talk about talk, it. Talk, talk, talk. Let's go deep. We all have something to share. No share with Dr. Dave. So just let you know that it's being recorded. And also we're broadcasting live out to um, through Facebook. So I'm going to go ahead and start that live session. And it's, it's on its way. Um, and, and so it should be sharing our conversations back out to the world. Um, so I am going to say, uh, hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Agile for Humanity um, June event. And it's official. It's official. It's Juneteenth, you know, national federal holiday. And so this is a very special day for African-Americans. And I would say for all Americans right, that, that we're celebrating freedom and, and, and really making that a, a forefront for everyone to see. Um, so. If you want to think, if you want to learn more about Juneteenth, and, and the whole premise of it is that um, even though slavery was abolished in, in 1863, right, um, and subjugation in the United States, it took until June 19th, 1865, to legally end slavery in the United States. Right, that was over 156 years ago. Um, so, and and they end slavery for 250,000 people in the state of Texas. Everywhere else, you know, even though the proclamation was done two years ago, it took two years for the message to get to Texas. You know, that's the that's the lore of the story, anyway. But there was this um, there's this lady. Her name is Opal Lee. So in 2006, when you know she was 89 years old, she's a former teacher, a lifelong activist. You know, she walked 1,400 miles from her home in Fort Worth, Texas to Washington, DC, in this effort to get Juneteenth recognized as a national holiday, right? The end of slavery, right? Which is, as um, some people would look at it as the nation's first sin, right? You know, or, or original sin. So I wanna talk about her leadership, Opal Lee. She demonstrated this great ability to deal with complexity in, in a system that really challenged her ability to stay the course in spite of all the difficulties you would run in, run into to bring something like this forward. So I just want to say that Opalee's vision became a reality on Thursday of this week, June 17, 2021, right? 156 years ago, 56 years later from what, when this incident took place and then President Biden signed in the national federal holiday into law. Right. And so here's what it, here's the, the proclamation or what went into law. It says, now, therefore, I, Joseph R. Biden, Jr., president of the United States of America, by virtue of the authority vested in me by the Constitution and the laws of the United States, do hereby proclaim June 19th, 2021, as Juneteenth Day of Observation. And I would say Day of Freedom, right? Day, day of Emancipation, right, that, that came forward. And so I call upon the people of the United States to acknowledge and celebrate the end of the Civil War and the emancipation of Black Americans and commit together uh, to eradicate systemic racism, racism that will undermine our founding ideals and collective prosperity. But I want to say, uh, you know, it's eradicate systemic racism for everyone, uh, for all of us, so that we all could have freedom. And that's what this day is about. This day is about freedom of us being you know, free from the different type of isms people would like to put upon us, right? And, and so I wanted to just share with everyone what Juneteenth means to um, the African-American community, but I think you should 
mean a lot to everyone, right? Um, as a day of freedom and celebrating that, that opportunity for us to celebrate each other as human beings. And that's what we talk about, Agile for Humanity, right? We're talking about our own humanity and how we can express that. Um, so without further, further ado, you know, we have this, we have a great speaker tonight, today. Um, and so let me introduce our speaker, Henry Kong, who has been attending Agile for Humanity events since last year, October. And we're just so excited to have her as a speaker today. Um, so if you could be happier and increase your performance exponentially with 15 minutes of daily practice, would you do it? Um, so we live in a rapidly changing, volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous and interconnected world. And to meet the adaptive challenges you, we face today, we need to involve. We need to be involved in, in different ways of thinking and being. Um, we are having to evolve at a rate that matches or exceeds the rate of escalating complexity, right? In the world, we, you need to develop your consciousness, character, and compassion. Leadership agility is the ability to take wise and effective action amid complex, rapidly changing conditions. Positive intelligence is a pathway to developing your leadership agility. Positive intelligence enables you to recover faster, to shift from your inner critic saboteurs to your sage by developing your mental fitness muscles. Mental fitness is our capacity for handling life's great challenges with a positive mindset rather than getting stressed out. And COVID is a, a, you know, one of the places where we see a lot of people who are, are upset and stressed out. So Anne-Marie Kong is a transformation leader and co-active agile coach, creating creative catalysts, avid learner, community grower, and a generous, joyful, playful, and grateful soul. She's on a journey of living life's purpose, shifting from a life of success to a life of significance, where success is aligned with significance and making a meaningful difference in the world by sharing enduring love. So I just want to just, you know, give it up for Anne-Marie. Um, we, we just enjoy her energy. And I'm, a, I'm on my bouncy ball, so I'm doing the, you know, the Anne-Marie move. So Anne-Marie, it's, it's your world. Um, go ahead and take it away and present. Thank you, Dr. Dave. And thank you everyone for joining us today. I am excited to share this gift of growing leadership agility with positive intelligence with you today. And I will start with inviting you to drop into your body and just notice, you know, what you've arrived with, what sensation, what emotion, what is present for you. And if you wish, you can drop it into the chat or speak it into the space. Happy stillness. Stillness, thank you. And I'm excited. <laughs> Calm and open, wonderful. And warmth, beautiful. Anticipation, 
Ooh. We're going to weave in some anticipation and ready for change. Wonderful. All right. So I invite us now to do a centering practice with me. So when we center, we center to be open, present, connected, and on purpose. And we're going to center in four dimensions, your vertical, your width, your depth, and what your purpose is, connecting to your purpose. So wherever you are, if you're seated, you can remain seated. If you wish to stand, you can. Plant your feet on the floor, feel the floor beneath your feet. Just open up your chest. You might be sitting in front of a computer and might be hunched over. Just relax in your body. And imagine that you have a string above your head and someone's just pulling you upright. So you're lengthening in your vertical. And as you lengthen into your vertical, you're connected with your dignity. No one has to give you dignity. Your dignity is inherent to you. And as you continue to lengthen in your vertical, we're gonna lengthen into your width. If you wish, you can place your arms beside you, palms facing forward, like you're ready for an embrace. And as you lengthen into your width, you're connected with your sense of belonging. You're connected in relationship, in community with myself and all these beautiful people in this call, in this time, in this space, in this moment. And as you continue to lengthen in your vertical and in your width across your shoulders and your shoulder girdle, we're gonna lengthen now into your depth. You can place your palms facing towards the floor, towards the earth, or you can place a hand in your core, which is just below your belly button. So your thumb is into your belly button and your palm facing forward where your core is and the other palm is in the back, the small of your back. So feel your hand on your back, feel your hand on your belly, your belly on your hand. And connect with your sufficiency. I am enough. Feel the clothes on your back and connect with everyone who is at your back, your ancestors, your lineage, teachers and mentors, loved ones, everyone who's got your back. And take a moment to express gratitude. Gratitude to the earth, Mother Earth, that we're standing on, seated on. 
And if you wish, you can reach upward to the sky and express gratitude to the stars, the moon, the sun, and whatever you want to express gratitude for in this moment. And as you continue to lengthen in your vertical, in your width and your depth, connect with your purpose. So center into your purpose. What is meaningful for you? What matters most for you? And you can say that to yourself silently. And when you're ready, I invite us to come back into this space. All right, so now we are present, open, connected. And I will share the agenda, the lay of the land for the next hour or so that we have together would be that uh, I will help co-create a design alliance. So how we want to be in relationship in the time that we are together, um, help create that safe space and then set the stage, some language and framing around positive intelligence language, because uh, saboteurs might be a term that many people are not conversant with. So sharing some, a bit of the language and the background of the body of work, if you will, and then leading into experiencing it, right? What is a positive intelligence repetition as a practice? Um, what does it mean? And then we'll have time for a brief demo and time to practice, um, and then we'd wrap up. So that's the intent. We'll see how time goes. And if anybody has to leave, feel free to leave because um, some of us may not be able to stay for the whole session. It is, parts of it is being recorded for the demo part. I will ask that we don't record the demo piece um, if there's anything confidential in that part. Um, but the, all the content part, welcome to share that. Um, absolutely, yeah. Okay. And the learning outcomes, you're able to shift faster. So this is the benefit of the work. And I've seen it for myself. I joined the positive intelligence program last year in May and have been part of the program ever since and part of a, as a positive intelligence pioneer coach. Um, and the experience has been phenomenal to be able to shift um, quicker from the negative uh, saboteurs into my sage powers and recover faster. Um, so that's the power in the work. And over time, as you build up your mental um, fitness muscles, you have that capacity then to also um, live life from a place where you're, you're happier and you improve your performance. Your performance grows exponentially as your fitness muscle grows. Um, so that's the power in the work because we're leaning more into love um, is, is the work as opposed to the saboteurs tend to, to lead us down the path of um, negativity, if you will. Yeah. So that's an overview of the landscape. Uh, so in terms of designing our lines now, I, I will put out a few things. And then if there's anything you feel that you want to add into our design alliance, feel free. And then we'll all agree to uphold the design alliance. Yeah. So the first I, I have is confidentiality. Right. So what is shared in the space and like in the demo part and the coaching part, but that remains the specificity of it is confidential. Um, and will remain in this space, right? The content, absolutely will share all the content, yeah. The next one is around be for each other. 
which is about we care for each other. And it's also about a place of no judgment. So invite and bring your curiosity and ensure that know that your perspective is partially right. Everyone is right, only partially. Right? So be open to other people's perspective. It's the notion of be for each other. The other one is to talk straight. And some people are like, what do you mean talk straight? Um, so that's like an error going at you. No, talk straight is to be direct and to be clear, clear in our, our messaging and kind. It's talking straight. The other one is listening well. When we're listening, we're listening at level two, level three listening, which is I'm not listening only to the words that's being expressed. I'm listening to everything the other person. So I'm receiving all of the person, not just what the words that they're saying. So body language, intonation, everything that's being expressed, things that the, you know, the energy between us, right? We are taking in everything. So that's the notion of listening well. Yeah. The next one is we're a learning lab. <laughs> Know that you're being experimented upon and to be open to experimenting, see what emerges in the moment. Yeah. And the last one is to have fun. We were dancing earlier to have fun. So that's the design alliance I propose and invite us all to uphold our design alliance. Yes, I see hands going up. I saw Dr. Dave had his hand up earlier. He has two hands up. <laughs> So what is leadership agility? Leadership agility, as Dr. Dave mentioned earlier, is your ability to take wise and effective action amid complex, rapidly changing conditions. And it, positive intelligence is a pathway for developing your leadership agility. So what really is positive intelligence? Positive intelligence is really developing your mental fitness muscles. And before we understand more about positive intelligence, it's helpful to understand yourself and what drives you, right? And if you think of yourself as the metaphor of the iceberg, you would see with this iceberg that there is about 30% above the, the water and about 7% under the, the surface, basically. So a lot of what happens within us is beneath the surface, like our beliefs, our values, our emotions, feelings, thoughts, our consciousness, a lot of what fuels us is really under the surface, right? Our value, our vision and purpose, maybe some might be below the surface, some might be visible above the surface. And above the surface, you see body language and actions and behaviors, but a lot of it is beneath the surface. And the thing is on average, each one of us has anywhere in the range of 6,000 to over 50,000. Some people have 80,000. It doesn't really matter how many thoughts there are. We have many, many thoughts on a daily basis. However, about 70% of those thoughts are negative. And about 90 to 95% of those thoughts actually recurring. So on a daily basis, we tend to have the same negative thought patterns. That's kind of how the brain has been hardwired for fight, flight, or freeze. And we have the capacity to retrain that neural pathway in the brain, that default pathway in the brain that we've been conditioned through, through, you know, as we grew up as a, you know, a child into adulthood, we have the capability and the capacity for reshaping those neuro neurons in our brain, right? So that we can then shift into our positive 
or a siege, if you will, faster and quicker. So this is a notion of mental fitness, right? If you wanted to get physically fit, what would you do? You would go to the gym, right? And you'd lift weights and you'd do those repetitions. And then over time, you would see that, oh, I got big, strong muscles here and I could lift things up, right? And I'm fit and strong, right? So similarly with our, our intelligence and our mind, we have similar capability. We have that capability to exercise our mental fitness muscles. And over time, we will develop such that um, we're able to lean into our sage that it becomes part of us, right? With repetition. So the notion is that uh, it takes 300 repetitions to form a mental muscle. And it takes about 3000 repetitions for it to start to form into a habit and into live into your soma, into your DNA, to be part of you where you're starting to build mastery, right? That's the notion. And we, what we practice, we become. What we practice grows stronger. So with mental fitness is your capacity to handle life's challenges, right? These challenges we have, COVID is a big one, right? We have, you know, systemic racism and the number of challenges we experience in life. And we are able to then face those challenges with a positive mindset rather than being stressed and anxious or angry and frustrated rather than having negative emotions. And the benefit that it has for us is that we have better relationships, we increase our performance, and it's better for our well-being and our peace of mind, right? As well as um, those relationships that we have, that, that we improve those relationships with oneself, with yourself, and with your loved ones and your colleagues and friends, yeah? And the research behind this, obviously, based on neuroscience, and I'm fascinated with neuroscience, and it also draws in from positive psychology, cognitive psychology, and performance science. And this body of research work is now active, right? It's been validated and active. It's been validated by over 500,000 uh, participants in over 50 countries. It's been validated with CEOs of many organizations. It's been validated with Stanford students, where Shazad Shamin, who is the um, leader of positive intelligence, um, has shared this with many Stanford students, world-class athletes. So it's been shared with many, many people around the world, including myself. I've been part of the program since May of last year, and I have seen the phenomenal difference it has made for myself in my own life. Uh, so this is, you know, the, what is behind this research and the validation of this research. And the, the summary of these core mental fitness muscles is there's three parts to it. There is a saboteur interceptor when you have to recognize when your saboteur is in play and having that awareness of it. Then being able to uh, recognize your sage and being able to shift to your sage is through self-command. And you build up that self-command through the mental fitness um, muscles that you form over time, right? So this is a notion of factor analysis and what um, forms the basis of this mental fitness work. And in summary, there are 10 saboteurs and five sage powers. And the, the 10 saboteurs are connected to the, the left part of the brain. Um, yes, we have the left part of the brain is very analytical. With the left part of the brain, it's also where um, our negative emotions tend to, to reside, right? Um, things like fear and stress and anger, 
and shame, guilt, insecurity. Those are the emotions of the negative, if you will, which is the, the saboteurs. And the sage powers is connected to love. It's connected to the right half of the brain, which are motivated by positive emotions, creativity and passions and curiosity and empathy. Um, you know, it's connected to those positive emotions. And this is the power in the work of mental fitness to shift from the negative emotions. So emotions is energy in motion, right? It's not good or bad. Sometimes we label these as, you know, because it's negative, we tend to label it as bad. However, there are gifts that these saboteurs have for us. And we're wanting to receive those gifts and to quiet the voice of the saboteur. We're not here to eliminate them. Right? We're here to reduce the volume of the noise that they have because the notion of saboteurs is that they're the inner critics, that voice inside of you that says, I'm not good enough. Or the voice that says, what's wrong with you? Right? Sometimes we hear those voices where you compare yourself with someone else. Those are your saboteurs when your saboteurs are in play and the playing with you and messing with you. And so that's an example of your saboteurs. And just to introduce you to some of the, the saboteurs, if you will, and the judge saboteur is one that we all have. It's the universal saboteur. Each one of us has a judge saboteur. We judge either ourselves, we are own worst critic. Like I'm often hardest on myself than I would be from than on a loved one, right? If you ask anybody that, that's oftentimes the case, right? That we judge ourselves harder than we judge other people. Right. We also judge other people. Right. And we judge circumstance. Right. So this is the notion of the judge. The judge is sometimes stronger than others. Sometimes it's, it has been reduced in, in its voice. It has been reduced for others. Right. And if you have a practice like meditation um, and, you know, participating in developing your mental fitness muscle, as you develop your mental fitness muscles, it actually weakens all the saboteurs, the, the volume of those saboteurs, the voices in your head, these negative voices tend to get reduced over time, right? Um, so this is the notion the judge exists in all of us. And then there are nine accomplished saboteurs, right? Um, these nine accomplished saboteurs, um, you know, it shares here that based on motivation and style, um, where the different saboteurs are placed in this um, matrix, if you will. And the, the nine saboteurs, I mean, just based on their name, tell you what they're about, basically, and, you know, how they might manifest, right? They're, they're not you. The, this is not the true part of yourself. However, you do exhibit this, right? Each one of us. I have similar ones as well, right? Exhibit some of these characters at times, right? Um, so one is an avoider, right? The avoider tends to want peace and harmony. Right? So that's the positive side. However, when the avoider leans too heavily into peace and harmony, it's then avoiding um, wanting to procrastinate basically from doing whatever that thing is, right? Because they, they just want to have peace and harmony, but then at the same time, they're avoiding doing unpleasant tasks, doing unpleasant things, you know, facing unpleasant conversations, right? They're just running away from it because they, they feel like, you know, why, why? Why do that basically, you know, that's just gonna upset the apple cart kind of thing, right? Like I want peace and harmony. So why, why go do that unpleasant thing? And that's the notion of the avoider saboteur. 
right? Um, the controller tends to want to control things, right? Have you met some or seen sometimes that you believe that, oh, you know, what if I, um, you know, worked hard, life will be all right, right? I can control life, you know? If I work hard, myself and my family will be all right. Um, well, that's not necessarily true. Things happen in life, right? So it's a partial truth, but you're believing it or your saboteur is, is feeding you the lie that you think that, oh, okay, that's like mostly true. And therefore I really want to control the world, right? I want to control where my kids go to school or what I do on a day-to-day. There's a lot of controlling. So that's the notion of the controller saboteur, if you will, right? And the hyper achiever is always seeking the next um, achievement. So if you're always looking to have more letters behind your name, you know, you've had this certification, you know, you have an MBA, you have a PhD, that's not good enough, right? You, you, you're you always seeking the next achievement, the next promotion, the next thing um, in success. You're never happy with whatever, and being able to celebrate where you are, right? And being with what you have, um, it's always seeking that next thing. That's the notion of the hyperachiever. And uh, the hyper-rational, exhibits the behavior of being very analytical, right? Always basing on this this very rational and seeking data all the time. Oh, I can't make this decision. We need to have more data. I need to find out more about this. That's kind of the hyper-rational. And the hyper-rational actually numbs his or her um, emotions, suppresses it, right? Um, And can be also arrogant, right? Like, look at me, I'm so smart kind of thing is the notion of the behavior of the hyper-rational. Uh, the hyper-vigilant tends to be um, on alert all the time. So the person is always like, you know, we're not safe right now. Oh, we can't go out. You know, COVID is not safe, even though we've been vaccinated. You know, like, let's not, you know, right? Like, I have to wear a mask and I have to put on gloves when I go out and I can't go out. And like, you know, it's always hyper-vigilant. That's the notion of the hypervision, always on alert and excessively on alert. It's taking that vigilance to the extreme. And the pleaser is someone who is always seeking to um, please others in the sense that if you're a perfectionist, right, you have this thing is not good enough. I have to do, you know, it like. You know, I felt a little bit like that this morning to some extent. I'm like, um, I looked at my slides. I'm like, oh, there's maybe that was maybe it wasn't the pleaser or the judge. Somebody showed up, right? Um, so the pleaser is always trying to, you know, look at your performance and, and and please others. So your performance isn't good enough, right? And they're wanting to please. So if you're a perfectionist, then you have an element, or if you sense you have a, a you know, you display perfectionism, that's the element of the pleaser showing up. Um, the couple others, this, the, the restless is always looking for the next shiny object, right? If you're looking for the next shiny object, you start one thing and then you, you want to learn something else and you go learn that and then you're chasing the next shiny object. That's the notion of the restless. And we all have an element of the restless in us uh, uh, in that the mind is always restless, right? The, the mind is always active. And therefore, you know, we open a window here and we go off and we open another window right in the mind, right? We're, we're thinking about one thing and then the mind goes somewhere and think about something else, right? It's always like rummaging, if you will. So that's the notion of restless. So we all have an element of the restless within us. And the other one is this, this strickler, the stickler. The stickler is one way you're nitpicking, 
Right? Like if I hear dropped on the floor, I'll go sweep it up. I'll pick it up. It's like you can't have a here, a greener here. And like, you know, books have to be where they belong. Things have a place and they have to be neat and tidy. And, you know, I, I can't have, you know, the surface can't be wet. If I put my glass down on the coffee table, I have to go wipe it up, right? Like the very nitpicky things is the notion of the strict strickler, stickler. And the last is the victim. The victim is around for me. Why me? I'm going to play on people's sympathy, you know, like, why me? Right? Poor me. Look at poor me. There's a notion of the victim, right? So when we don't have any sense of ownership and we abdicate all sense of ownership, we're playing the victim, right? That's the notion of that saboteur. So these are introduction to the language, I guess, of positive intelligence and to give you a brief overview of the saboteurs. And I know that I went fairly quickly. So now we're going to invite you to, to take a moment to get more connected and familiar with these um, creatures, if you will, that lives inside of you, lives inside of me as well, inside of all of us, right? The negative thoughts in our mind that comes up at various points in time. And these, these evolve over time, right? Like earlier in your life, you may have exhibited, say, hyperachiever, or pleaser, and now you may be exhibiting something else, like you know, restless or or, or controller. So they they change during your um, states of wherever you are in life, right? They're not um, static, right? They are dynamic. They change over time, right? And like as you practice more of this mental fitness, um, positive intelligence repetitions, if you will, and develop mental fitness muscles, then you're able to reduce the volume of these. Um, negative creatures inside of you. So the exercise we're going to move into now is one where we put us into breakout rooms here. And the exercise is for about 10 minutes. And it is to, if you have a browser, to go to positiveintelligence.com forward slash assessments. And they, it has a saboteur assessment as well as the, the descriptions of all of the saboteurs, right? And if one of these particular saboteurs resonated more so for you as I was explaining it. Um, to go to that room, if you will, or just select one if you're not sure. We're gonna we have a, a small crew of us here, um, so maybe we'll have like you know two rooms or something like that, where we can be in a room with one other person, right? Um, so like two people in a room, and have a conversation to look at the descriptions that are shared on the website for that particular saboteur that you've selected. So you selected the avoider, you review the description of, you know, the characteristics, the attitudes, the lies that that particular saboteur tells you. Um, what is the, the behaviors the saboteur has and what is the impact of that saboteur on you? And then as you review the information and you're, you know, see how, what it means for you in terms of showing up for you in your life and if you want to express it in some form you can draw something to express that saboteur or you can mime it maybe you come up with a a, a a line of music that reminds you of it you be creative of how you want to express that particular saboteur and what it means and how it behaves and the lies and the impact it has and then when we come back into this space we'll see who wants to share um whatever come out of the you know your your collaboration together, and then um, what learning you gain from this brief activity. Is there questions around the activity? 
Are we going into breakout rooms? Yes. Right? Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm going to create the breakout rooms right now. Okay. And Ashanti, if you want to help, we could uh, give them a name. So okay. I, I kind of, I'm going to open all rooms. It did auto assign, so I'm just going to open all rooms and and we'll run a timer for what, 10 minutes. Okay. So everyone should be accepting a room one, two, three, four, five. Um, Welcome back, everybody. Oh, and Elsa's back. I thought you left. I came back in the room and you went there. So I came back to the meeting room. She changed her mind. Well, I went and joined Ashanti. Oh, okay. uh, she just, that, that's the way it is. I see it. I went to, well, because I was by myself and I didn't know where the link was. And okay. but I, was, I ended up with Patrick and Ashanti. Well, you end up with good people. That's all. all Speaking of Ashanti, real quick, I love your glasses. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Zenny <laughs> Optical. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. How was that for you? That experience? The learning behind that? Is there anything you all want to share? Was there like any drawing or any song or something that came up for you that for the particular saboteur you were exploring? It's just um, interesting to, to kind of talk it through. Um, I mean, not only that, but like there might be some competing saboteur is going on sometimes and just, you know, just sort of uh, understanding like where you dip down in like, there's a ups like you were talking about the kind of polarities, like the upside down side of it, like where you can go too far with it. And yeah, just talking about Yes. So yeah, sometimes we have multiple saboteurs in play. You can have a committee going on as well. It's not just one showing up. Sometimes you have more than one present. Yes. Yeah, I call it the inner critic committee. Yeah, <laughs> board. There's a little board in there. It was a Any good experience. It was a good uh, way to really, I guess we don't often slow down to think about this stuff. And so it was a good opportunity to have that space. Um, obviously there's never enough time for this stuff, right? So we wish we always had more time. The uh, hyperachiever in me wanted to complete the assessment right away. <laughs> <laughs> there's somebody that, that actually went down that path, but I will not reveal. No. <laughs> <laughs> so my group had a fun exercise, and particularly me. So we 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 uh, we discovered that we all were kind of along the lines of none of these really like stick out for us because we ran into the problem of we didn't get the emails telling us what our primary was, so we had to kind of guess. And so immediately where my mind was going was, oh, I don't like the fact that we're not getting this email. I wish I could just have it. And I'm just like, oh God. That's the controller just like <laughs> trying to reach his hand into everything, you know? <laughs> so the hyperachiever can take the assessment after and um, do encourage you to take the assessment after. And there's another assessment as well. There's the saboteur assessment and then there's the positive, the PQ score assessment. Um, so there's two and those links we'll share it after as well. 
Um, yeah, so you can, you're welcome to take it. When you do take the PQ assessment or the, or the PQ score assessment, take it on a day when you're not like stressed and anxious and, you know, that off culture day, take it on a, you know, a, a day that's kind of like a even keel day that, you know, your regular run of the mill kind of day, not one that, you know, crazy things are going on and you're super stressed. Don't, don't take it on such days because then it's going to skew your results and not represent, you know, what your typical day might be. Yeah. So it kind of gives you a baseline. So then as you do the practice and, you know, you then do the saboteur assessment and connect with what is your more prevalent saboteur in this time for you, right? Because it changes over time, right? Then you, as you develop your mental fitness muscles, you're able to then take that baseline again, the PQ score at some point, say a year or whatnot, and you'll see the difference in yourself. And obviously you feel the difference in yourself, more importantly, is the notion of the power in the work. Yeah. Wonderful. Sounds like there were some good learnings there and some saboteurs that showed up in the moment as well to play with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I see Patrick joined us as well. Welcome, Patrick. <laughs> he's, a, yeah, he's, on, he's hanging out in the mute space. Keep snitching on me, Dr. Dave. Yeah, I, I got you, Patrick. I got you, Patrick. Hey, Anne-Marie, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, Patrick? I'm, I'm existing. It's a good thing. All right. So now I invite us uh, to do some PQ reps. So this is the notion that the PQ reps is repetition. So as I mentioned earlier, if you were wanting to develop physically, you'll go to the gym and exercise your muscles. You do repetitions, physical muscles with weights, right? This is, you're exercising your mental fitness muscles. And it's very straightforward to do. What the positive intelligence repetitions are about is dropping into the physicality of your body. So I invite you to drop into your body and notice the sensations and connect with um, the physical parts of your body, right? Whatever is happening in your body and to do some positive intelligence repetitions. So it might be rubbing the ridges of your fingertips. Just feel the tips of your fingertips. And if your mind wanders, just bring it back to feeling the ridges of your fingertips. Or you can take the tip of your, your of one hand and touch the, the palm of the other. Just feel those sensations in the tips of your finger. What might be listening to a faraway song?
And then listening to a near song, it might be your breath. Okay. And that is the practice. It's as simple as that. Rubbing the ridges of your fingertips, maybe finding some toes, wiggling some toes, listening to a faraway sound, listening to a near sound. It takes only two minutes of a practice. And the more that you practice the repetitions, it builds up your mental fitness muscles. So it takes 300 repetitions again to form the, the mental muscle and 3000 to start to form a habit for it to seep into your bones, into your DNA, into you, that it becomes part of you. Is this just it. with focus or? Yes, so the notion is that you're, you're calm in the activity and just focus for two minutes around something physical in your body, right? So if you do that in the morning, sometimes during your morning, in your midday, and then your afternoon or evening, right? Three times during the day. The notion of doing it, you know, through the day is that our batteries, you can think of your brain similar or your mind similar to our battery, right? The metaphor of a battery. And during the day, during challenging situations, right? You're in back-to-back -back meetings, you know, people are asking you for stuff, you have deadlines and whatnot, right? You become stressed and you drain your battery. So if during the day you're able to recharge your battery by just taking a, a moment out, a pause, a time out to connect into the physicality of your body, right? Then that neutralizes things in the nervous system and with your brain and the brain activity. It recharges you, replen replenishes you. And then you have more to take forward. And over time, it's that re it reshapes the wiring in the brain. So the neurons that wire together, fire together. Right? So they start firing in the right half of the brain, basically, more so than in the left half of the brain, where it's more your saboteurs. So you start to lean into your siege quicker and faster. And then it becomes more of your default way of um, showing up in the world. Yeah. That's the beauty and power in the work, and that's the gift here. <laughs> Some positive intelligence repetitions. And with that now, I invite a courageous volunteer. And this is where we can stop recording um, what I'm inviting for volunteers to, um, to be part of a coaching exercise with me for the next like 10 minutes or so. Robert process. And we'll invite the others who were observing while Robert process. What did we notice? What did we learn in the demo? We have about eight minutes for a time box just to let you know. So let's wrap it up. Yeah. So did we observe any shift during the coaching demo at all? And I've observed that when Robert discovered that um, not everything has to bit of black and white versus sh gentle shift, subtle shift that happened. Yeah. 
Anybody else? Thank you for that. And Elsa? And that was Kate. Oh, Kate, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, I noticed like at first it was very like solution oriented, like trying to find the answer, like what's what's the resolution, but like stopping and breathing and just like calming oneself down like that does wonders, you know, it's it, and it, I, I can relate to that just being overly anxious, trying to figure out what's the right answer here. Um, but sometimes, yeah, you have to slow down and take that time to reflect. So that's the power in the positive intelligence, just pausing to do positive intelligence repetitions, drop into the physicality of the body. In that moment, that's where transformation is happening. And there's a saying from um, Viktor Frankl. I think the saying goes along the lines of the stimulus and there's response, and then there's a space in between. And in that space, we have the moment to, to choose. And as we hold that space to choose and just holding that space, transformation occurs within us. And that's where growth and development occurs. And it's very powerful. Thank you. All right, so I know we're approaching the end here. I'm gonna invite you to take a moment now just to connect into the learning and the experience from you know, our hours or together um, and if you so choose, you can write it on, you know, something that you have close by or maybe drop it into the chat. You know, one nugget of learning that you're anchoring to commit to taking forward that perhaps you might adopt it as a, to continue to practice it. Um, and I heard someone is anxious to take the assessment. If as you take the assessment, you want to continue to do the work. I do offer the six week program. And if you're interested in participating in the program and learning more about positive intelligence and the benefits through the practice, and that's part of the six week program, it has the app. So you're able to practice with the app and, and see your progress. It has a chart that charts your progress if you're interested in that. And it shares some of the body of work. Um, you know, he has videos that shares more about the saboteurs and explain experiencing more of your sage is part of the work as well as you experience here briefly through the demo and through today with the positive intelligence repetitions. If you're curious to learn more, you can connect with me after. And that's pretty much it. I'm gonna ask now for um, a bit of feedback, um, the fist of five, if this was valuable, useful, um, you know, if you connected, resonated for you. Four, if it was good, um, three, it was okay. Two, it was disappointing. And one, that you hated it, you got nothing from it. Hopefully it's not a one because then my show might come out, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> Thank you. Wonderful. And we'll share the, the slide deck after um, so that you have the resource as well. And I'm open to questions. I'll stick around for questions. Anybody who has, has questions. Um, we ran out of the time box where we can all practice um, and you can take forward the practice um, going forward. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Up to Dave and the shaker. That's right, brother. Shaker, shaker. Well, thank you so much, Anne-Marie, for um, leading us today to such a, a wonderful topic. Um, and so, 
Yep, that's what we had to do. High five for sure. Um, Ashanti, uh, could you tell us about a speaker that's coming up for August? I know you have this amazing person that's coming in August. Can't miss him. He's amazing. It's uh, Christopher Fuller. Um, he is a um, he has a company called The Griot's Eye, but he is a story a visual storyteller. He does a lot of amazing things. He's um, an OG and graphic facilitation um, space. And I believe that he's planning to talk about um, visualization and using that in agile planning strategies. Mm -hmm. uh, so he will be with us on the 21st of August and um, there'll be more information coming about him. He'll share a little bit more about his bio. Um, and so that'll be coming out, so stay tuned for that. Um, but he's a really great speaker. Um, he came to the International Forum of Visual Practitioners and talked about resilience. Um, so I hope that you guys will um, have an opportunity to come out and um, see him and talk to him, ask questions. Um, he's a really, uh, he's a really uh, interesting background, um, really fascinating uh, background as well. Well, well, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I, I just hope everyone really enjoyed, you know, the moment today. And, uh, you know, it's official, you know, today's Juneteenth as a national federal holiday in the United States after 156 years. So I just want us to um, celebrate that, you know, wherever you are, it doesn't have to just be in the United States because if we, we should celebrate freedom wherever we are and make sure that's widely available for, for everyone to, you know, to partake in and, and really, you know, enjoy the best, have our best lives, right? Have our best lives, whether it's, it's freedom from, you know, the oppression of, of slavery and, and racism and all the other ism but it's also the freedom for us to be the best human being that we potentially can be. Um, so I want to say thank you, Anne-Marie Khan. You are amazing. Nothing but massive love for you, right? For the work that you do for us always. Um, I, I thank you for, I, that's a new one. I, you got to show me that one. <laughs> I can't even do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Funny, hilarious. Yeah, Robert, when we have some uh, time, where you show me how to do that. <laughs> it must be, it must be a big fingers, box. <laughs> probably, probably I'm not alone. <laughs> uh, so, so I'm super grateful for you know coming out and giving time on Saturday to hear what we have to share. Um, we'll be back in um, on August 21st, so stay tuned to the channel. Um, this video will promote it, and it goes out to Agile Alliance and to all of our networks. So uh, we want to make sure people have an opportunity to, even if they weren't here today, they still get an opportunity to participate in, in you know what was shared. So I want to say thank you to everyone and look forward to seeing you again soon. Oh, we're going to be doing a... a Hopefully, if COVID allows, if COVID allows in 2022, we'll actually be doing a, a hybrid conference where we'll meet in Phoenix, we'll be in person, and we'll also run an online virtual cop, um, option for this as well. So if people want to come and visit, that's great. If not, then 
we'll still have the same thing going on. So stay tuned for more information on that. And um, we'll be looking for volunteers. So, you know, if you, if you come and you're hanging out here and you want to volunteer for that event, you know, it's cool. If, you, if Even if you want to volunteer for this event where we have our bi-monthly meetup, um, feel free. We're always looking for speakers. So don't be shy. Join us. Um, with that, I'm going to stop recording. We can hang out for a few more minutes. I always give space after we're done with our events um, so such that if people just want to have conversation. So we'll probably stick around for the next 15 minutes or so, you know, give you a chance to connect with Anne-Marie more, connect with each other just for conversation. So with that, you know, just have an amazing Saturday and we'll see you soon. All right. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks. Yeah. Great weekend, everyone. Bye bye. Thanks, Anne Marie. See you soon. Right. Nobody wants to hang out. Yeah. <coughs> Shanti. <coughs> mm -hmm. Snitching too. We, okay, I'll meet you somewhere. We'll talk. <laughs> my my assessment results just got back. <laughs> Let's talk about talk, it. Talk, talk, talk. Let's go deep. We all have something to share, no, no share with Dr. Dave.